producer, writer, director, Autumn Reeser. Welcome back inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Living the dream, as always. As Living they the say. As they say. <laughs> we are super excited to talk to you. First of all, Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, and congratulations on just like an amazingly busy and successful 2022. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like it almost has nothing to do with me. It's just like <laughs> coming in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, actor, producer, I mean, you jumped behind the camera. You've got like, you've done so much since the last time we talked to you. You've gotten into the writing and the producing and the directing and I guess you should say behind the curtain with the directing and stuff too. And the, the uh, just you amazing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a little film too. So uh, yeah. yeah, which we were really excited about. Um, so thank you for acknowledging that. That was awesome. Um, so, yeah, let, let's uh, jump in because you had a really busy year last year. And, of course, we're going to talk all about the Wedding Veil trilogy um, last year and this year because just the amazing success of all of that is just unreal. Um, but, yeah, talk about a little bit of the transition stuff because you've been doing a lot of stuff before we jump into the, the trilogy stuff. You did some producing and, and writing and, and kind of stuff with Hallmark that, that led to a bunch of different stuff. What kind of made the move to behind the camera, wanting to get more involved with the writing and the producing aspect and stuff? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I've always been a reader, a storyteller, um, a visual artist. And um, so often when I'm in, when I'm acting in a scene, I can also see how it looks from the outside and I can, I can feel both at the same time. And I started just wanting to be like, well, why don't I do some of the other part of it too? And, um, I think also just I'm inside other people's creations and yeah. they're the older you get, the more you're like, well, I want to also, I want to use more of myself. And I think that was part of it too, of just wanting to feel well used in my time here and, um, having, you know, trying to figure out what I want to say. I'm certainly not somebody who's like, I know what I want to say and here's what it is. And I'm going to go, you know, write Nomadland and win an Oscar. Like that has not happened for me. <laughs> um, but good. She's amazing. But instead for me, it's been more of like a slow unfolding of let me dip my toe in over here. Let me, let me see what this feels like. Let me build my confidence over here. And um, it's all come about in really collaborative ways with people who I've worked um, in other capacities with, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we've worked well together. And then we've said, what if we work together and develop a project? Um, like the most recent project I sold to Hallmark was with um, Audrey, who was a writer on the last movie that I did, who was brought in from the outside. And we just loved working together. And so I brought an idea to her and was like, let's just toss this around. And all of our phone calls have been so collaborative and so fun and just easy. You know, the creative process is never easy, right? but easy in the way where it's not, you're not running into like obstacles of like, oh, we communicate completely differently. Right, right. <laughs> you know, instead you're like, we like each other as humans. I like who you are in the world. I like the way you think. Um, let's see what comes out of this. Oh, so, most yeah. definitely. I always yeah. am. That's why we're such a big fan of yours, because you're not afraid to try things and because there's always different avenues and different obstacles to try to accomplish and to try to get over. So I think that is very brave of you. And, you know, this podcast is for the up and comers trying to break into it. So those words are very inspirational for them because they you can't be afraid in this industry. You know, you got to keep moving forward. And with you yeah. taking chances like that, do you ever see yourself not acting anymore and strictly be? being behind the camera or what do you think about that? Well, I want to just speak to something you just said. It's like, okay, I'm afraid all the time. I'm afraid of being judged. I'm afraid of it not being good enough. And by the way, both of those things happen every time sure. I am judged and it's not good enough for, for like your, it's the divine dissatisfaction mm -hmm. that the artist has. And so it's really just learning to get okay with both of those things. Like, mm. okay, this person didn't like it. And it really sucks when it's somebody close to you, Most definitely. but you, you get to transform this part of you that you're like, why am I still doing shit for validation mm, right. from the outside, right? And I'm still working to transform that. So anybody out there who's watching this, like you don't have to be 
clean of that. And there are days where I'm not strong enough to transform it, where I'm just like, nope, today it's taking me down and I'm not going to work on my project because I'm going to just, I don't know, drink coffee and do something else. Instead. <laughs> there you go. You know what, though? That makes me think of a quote that you said and that, that I really like because I think it's important and it plays into that is where your art doesn't have to make money to be valuable. Right. So as an artist, like you said, as a creator, we're never happy. We are. It's never perfect. It's never good enough. It's we could have done this better. We could have done that better. But in the end, if you're happy with it and and you are proud of what you put out there, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. As a creator, as an artist, did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish by putting that out there? That's all that matters. And that's the value in it. Right. Yeah. And even if you didn't like being gentle with yourself and being like, at least I tried. Yeah. At least I'm here. I think Brene Brown says something like this. Like, at least I'm in the ring and I'm only interested in the opinions of other people who are also putting themselves into the ring. Yes. It takes a lot of vulnerability. um, And, and that's kind of what I'm working to get more and more there as I, as I develop more things creatively to Mm. just be like, okay, well, this is what I wanted to try. This is reflective of where I was at at that point in my journey, my creative journey, my spiritual journey, my journey of self. That's where I was at. Good job, me. Yeah. What am I going to do next? And it's funny too, because most of the, I find anyway, uh, most of the judgment comes from people who are not in the ring. That, I mean, okay. for, right, because it's easy to talk and lay judgment on something you have right. no idea about or you weren't brave enough to do yourself. Then it's real easy. But, you know, it's not right. always it's, easy. No, it's always been really hard for me to listen to to people who want to, like, tear apart a movie. You know how, like, I don't know if you had this, like, when you're in your 20s, actors certainly have this. You're in your 20s and you're, like, go to a party and everyone's, like, drinking out of Red Solo Cup and ripping whatever movie <laughs> just won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was like actor life when we were in our 20s. And it was always so uncomfortable for me because I was like, so many people put so much of their their self into making that movie. You're just going to sit here and annihilate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, at 1.23 in the morning. (laughs) Right. That's what you do with the Red Solo Cups. You're just, you know, that's that's what it's all about. (laughs) Now it's more reserved. Now it's wine and you appreciate Forget the red solo cup. It's wine and appreciation now. <laughs> it's more sophisticated judgment now. That's right. That's right. You know, too, though, you brought up about how, how the collaboration is the easy part, right? You find somebody that's like-minded and you get along and you, and you kind of like the collaboration part. We know that really well because that's what finally worked okay. for us, right? We had both been doing things with other people and it just wasn't clicking. And then you find that and you go, oh. Well, this this works. This is kind of like we can be collaborative, and we have differences. We we think different things sometimes, but we're able to overcome that by listening to the other person and saying maybe that is a better idea. Maybe we can try it this way or that way. So I think having the right collaborative team around you is so important as well. Yeah, I think you're right in what you just said too. Where your your own ability to say, "Huh, I didn't think of it that way. Let's try it that way," as opposed to being so stuck in your own. No, I'm right. Right. And there are times where that is called for, particularly like when time's running out and you're the one in charge, like at some point you just have to make a decision. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time it's like, yeah, let's go down that road for five minutes and see where it leads us, of course. Yeah, without but I doubt. I think that's a, that's a skill that, uh, you know, can be learned to to learn how to to be collaborative. It doesn't have to be something that you just have yeah. you know it could be something that that takes time to learn no this fella taught me real quick how to learn to say you know it's okay to be wrong <laughs> yeah that was a skill i had to learn okay i'm not always right you know it, it, but, but you need to find no yeah i mean it's it's but part of growth right like it's part of growth and also like there's so much pressure in our society to have it all together and to be right and to be this like that you know what you're doing like otherwise you'll be five it's again coming back to vulnerability Otherwise, you're going to be found out. And actually, there's so much more strength in being like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Maybe two minutes from now, I'm going to get a great idea. But in this moment, I don't know. How about you? What do you think? Right. Right. Exactly. You know? And I think for me being, you know, the young buck trying to figure everything out. <laughs> just um, me old. I think you just called me a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit. But I think a big things when we first started doing this was competing, trying to compete with myself, trying to compete with him, trying to compete with everybody else that was out there. But it just it isn't necessary. You know, you don't have to put all that pressure on yourself. You can just 
just like we were talking about, have the conversation and be able to collaborate. And you don't, I think it was probably my own ego getting in the way of what I was trying to do and what we were trying to do. But to be able to get past that and to get to a place where we can have the conversations, I think that's so important. That's so amazing that in your partnership, you guys have got, you've been able to sort of dissolve that mm-hmm. in on your journey. That's so cool. Yeah, because so many of us pick that up in childhood that we have to prove ourselves. Right, right. Right? And so you come in actually in a way that's going to make you less collaborative and less likely to keep the job, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my gosh, so much. But we all do it. Most of us have, were raised that way. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. I uh, On my father's side, I was the baby out of five boys. And <laughs> on my mother's side, I was the oldest out of uh, four different siblings. So there was a lot of, I felt like, competition <laughs> just to get seen. Um, so yeah. that that is definitely where that has come from. I've learned in therapy. So that's been great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you know what, too, now, though, that we're kind of dealing with, and I think that you probably do, I think a lot of people deal with it, is the next step after that, right, after learning that you're not always right and that failure is okay and learning that to collaborate and do these things is that you're worthy of the good things that are happening to you. Because another thing that we've kind of gone through is like, do we deserve this? Do we deserve to have this success? Do we deserve this, all this great stuff happening to us right now? And I, I feel like if you've ever come from a bad place, sometimes you get in it, it gets in your head that you, you're you not worthy of it, that maybe you don't deserve it. And so you got to overcome that too. Totally. Yeah. A lot of us have trouble receiving, just yes. being open and receiving. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're great. Uh, yeah, it's and it, that can be a learned a learned thing too. I know I started really going through a journey with that, like maybe eight years ago, where I was so used to sort of doing everything, just like yeah, I can do that, no problem, sure. Mm-hmm. And I just burnt out my system, and it was hard for me to even like let someone take me on a date, for example. I was like, uh, that's so. It was just <laughs> right. It, it was. It's just hard because I was so used to being capable and defining myself as the capable one, you know, and learning how to be like, in this moment, I'm going to (laughs) receive what's being offered. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's difficult. It's difficult. It's still a journey. It's still a process. Um, so, okay, let's, let's dive into the whole success of Hallmark and the career that you've had at Hallmark because... What, with the with the first trilogy, it, you know, if you count all the appearances there, that's like 13, 14 films you've done now with them, right? What? Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> like. I'm just as surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I remember because the last time you were on, we were talking about how it was about to be your 10th film. And then, you you know, and then you've just gone beyond that. So it, it's just, it's so amazing. And then the aspect of jumping into the producing side of it, you know, uh, and, and just all this kind of stuff that you've dove into selling them a project and all that kind of stuff. Um, talk about the collaborative effort with Hallmark because I feel like the stuff that they've been able to accomplish, right? And and the things that they've been, and we, we're going to talk a little bit about that with, with what they've done and how they are perceived. Has that made it easier for you to feel comfortable jumping behind the camera and doing kind of things more collaborative with them, that relationship that you have with Hallmark? They're definitely very, very supportive of women and mothers. And that was a huge part of why I kept working there um, because they would support me as a young single mother. Like as you know, when I was new to that, they would help me bring my kids with me so that I didn't have to choose and didn't have to go through all of that. And so I just always have felt cared for, not just as like talent there, but as uh, a person. And um, that was important to me and also what I needed in order to even to do my job for many years. And um, with the wedding veil, it's been so, so cool and surprising. Like we this is the trilogy that I signed on a deal for the day before COVID shut everything down. So I thought I was going straight into (laughs) working on these movies. (laughs) Life had other plans. Yeah. and then we did them last year and it they broke a ton of viewing records for hallmark yeah and um they did so well that hallmark was like not only do we want to make another one we want to make three more (laughs) yeah well it makes sense it makes sense because like you said each premiere was the was the number one highest rated show on K- on cable on cable television. Each premiere, 
accumulated all three. It was like the highest for everything uh, that whole year. Uh, it, it jumped Hallmark to the number one most watched network. Uh, you know, every and even more so. What was more impressive that I saw is that these these openings, these premieres, were dominating even sports programming, which, in our opinion, is the only thing keeping cable alive at this point. <laughs> and you guys were just dominating them. Yours, for example, premiered against the Olympics, and you beat the Olympics. Like, I mean, that's a gold medal. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, coming right out and be like, yeah. So, and this was a. I mean. This was new for Hallmark, this idea of yeah. let's merge some stars together and do this kind of little universe of, of mixed movies. That was all brand new. So talk about that. What was I, That had to be exciting because we were doing some research and it was like once they had the idea, right, like Lacey and, and her producing partner brought them the idea and she was a fan of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and there was that kind of thing there or whatever. But then uh, doing our research, we found out that they were like, well, we have to make sure the people are right. We have fan favorites. Everybody has their favorite. But does the chemistry work? Does this make sense that they're all actually lifelong friends from college? You know, finding the right people to make it work. How, what was that like? It, I had, it had to be challenging. I, I give all the credit to Lacey. All, the <laughs> entire movie's success is Lacey Chabert. I bow down <laughs> at her feet. Um, I'm grateful for her for bringing me on, for knowing that the fans would want to see basically like a crossover. Um, and it was, I just went, I just came from Christmas Con where it's like three days of meeting everyone who loves these movies. And it was nonstop. Everyone's like, we love this movie. This movie meant this to me. This movie meant this to me. And I think the reason these movies do so well is because life is fucking hard right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. This is a crazy time to be alive. Yeah. This is not easy. Things are shifting and old systems are burning to the ground and so much of it needs to change. And in the midst of it, it's like our nervous systems are completely overcharged all of the time. You go out in the world and you're like, oh my God, school shootings. Oh my, it's so intense. Yeah. And also we're bombarded with media in a way that our systems haven't caught up with yet. So we're constantly like being re-traumatized by how how much darkness is in the world so for people to have a place to go hallmark channel where they're they can just settle their nervous systems down at the end of the day right i think is why these movies have been so successful because it's a type of like mental medicine that people get to receive i hear from so many people who are like this got me through the death of my husband um we are er nurses and this is what we go and watch at the end of the day after freaking saving people's lives all day and watching people die like that they need something to settle their nervous system and to feel good for a minute and so i'm reminded that that is the difference that these movies make. When I when I have time where I'm like, my gosh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not doing anything to, that is really needed in these times. I'm reminded that what, what we do as artists is needed too for a lot of different reasons. And these movies are medicine in that way. Mm. Yeah, I, well, uh, wholeheartedly, right? And you said it, when you meet people and they tell you how much it means to them or how it got them through something and um, these things. And I think also recently for sure including the wedding veil movies and stuff i think hallmark has done a really good job of stepping away from just the typical hallmark movie if you will you guys are addressing like real life situations on a more level you're not sure if they're going to end up together at the end or there, or there, there's conflict you know because there's more stuff to it right or and i, I think that they're doing a much better job of expanding that world yeah, and kind of showing that there's yeah, problems branch out a lot more become a lot more inclusive i'm so happy to see that direction so happy and um, I think we could go even further. And um, I would love to see more different types of stories being told because really is it's just about the stories being, I think it's what's the heart of TV is the, the, um, the catchphrase. There's a word for that. Yeah. Blog, yeah. Catchphrase, whatever their catchphrase, it's a different thing. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's that it's whatever brings you back to a good feeling heart centric place, I think is probably the theme of these movies and the theme of what they could keep, but really branch out in other directions. And, and they have really been in the last year, especially. So I'm proud to, to have worked with the network as long as I have. And, um, 
excited for where they're going to go. Mm, for sure. Well, and figuratively, right? Like they, they've expanded in different directions. And then actually, because these wedding veil movies, yeah, Italy, you guys like went over, right? You shot it in two different countries and, and it was yours that time that, that you guys got to go. It was all in Italy. What was that like? Had you ever been to Italy before? Was no, that like your I've first time? I've never day? been to Italy. <laughs> so, no. no. And then when we, I just got back like a week ago, we filmed it in Greece. I yeah. Like, yeah. Like, That's amazing. What? Cause they're normally just Canada, right? Like Vancouver or like up yeah. in that area. Right. And it's I like, Canada, no. And that's great. <laughs> We were also just up there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really just so, so grateful to get to travel and to bring the beauty of these locations to the audience too, you know, because it's one thing to travel on your own, which I, you know, love as well. Right. But I always end up feeling like it's a little selfish. It's not necessarily, <laughs> but I always have that little piece of it. So when I go to these movies, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm doing something that at least I can bring back to people and people will get to see. And we really use every bit of our time when we're there to get <laughs> where we're at on screen. Like there's no, I'm not coming back with souvenirs. <laughs> like yeah. we are working the whole time that we're there. And it's because we want to soak up every bit of daylight to get these amazing locations. We shot at this for Ali's movie, which airs on the 21st. We shot at this Acropolis in Lindos on the island of Rhodes, Greece. Yeah. And we are the first production that has ever been allowed to film there. Oh, wow. Ever. And it's like, wait till you see it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I was like... What? I'm crying. It's so <laughs> and and I also understand why they've never filmed up there because you can't get up there with anything other than a golf cart. There's oh. no there's no road for cars, so obviously challenging for film equipment. For sure. A bunch a bunch of stairs and our crew was so stellar. Our whole crew was from Bulgaria and um, just incredible incredible filmmakers and just working so hard carrying everything all the way up to this Acropolis and getting shots there and these beautiful shots. And Ron Oliver is the director on that. And um, this is my third movie with him. And he just yeah. makes everything so delightful. Um, it's just a dream come true. I'm so, so lucky. I love that. And behind the scenes, we were talking about how amazing it is that y'all can knock these out in like two weeks. It's yeah. absolutely insane how like marathon filmmaking this is. Like I just, I love that though, because you get there and you're just so dedicated to the craft and you can just get it done, get it knocked out and then get back to your family because that's what Hallmark's yeah. all about is about family. So I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's why this format has worked really well for me where I'm able to go and, you know, it's not great being away from your kids for a month. It doesn't like, nobody loves it. There's, there's a couple days where you love it. Let me just, <laughs> let, let me say that for all the parents out there. <laughs> There's a couple days where you're like, oh my God, nobody's trying to crawl in bed with me. This is amazing. <laughs> There's no mom, 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 mom. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple days, but it's hard. But the, the trade-off is then I get to be there the, the other part of the year. And so, um, you know, and every, but every job has its own. There are people who it's like they hardly ever see their kids because it's all, they're gone all day. So it's, um, I, I, the, the, it works. It works for for me. It works for my kids, and we're making it work. And I'm so grateful and lucky. I'm so grateful that when I got into this, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know anything <laughs> because, <laughs> because it was just sheer like that's what I want to do, and going for it and not knowing what was ahead and just going for it anyway. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I am trying to bring more and more back as an adult not to think too many steps ahead, mm. you know, just, okay, I want to, and I feel like you did this too, you know, like, I, I think I want to do that, but that seems impossible. So what can I do right now today yeah. or this week? And what, what needs to be done just right now, this idea of just looking the one foot ahead of another, just what is the, the one, one step on the road yeah. that needs to be taken. Cause otherwise it gets, overwhelming it does and I, I absolutely that that's been a huge part of my journey is learning that it, it's like you don't have to have everything planned out you don't have to think 85 steps ahead it's okay to just do what can i do now and this will lead to this and this will lead to this and if it doesn't yeah. that's okay too it can lead over here and that's unexpected yeah. but that's okay too that's the other thing to learn with that right when you're not looking so far ahead that sometimes what you what you are expecting to get 
you're getting, but just not the way that you thought you were getting it. Yeah. And it's somewhere right. else, right? So that's okay too. And and I think that's just wonderful. And it's so funny that you brought that up because I feel like, and let's talk about the movies a little bit, because um, your movie is called Inspiration, Wedding Veil Inspiration. And reading the whole description of it and everything, and we don't want to give too much away because yours isn't out until after next week, but it's basically about Emma learning to not plan so much of life and not worry about how things are going to be and just live in the moment. And, and she's happily married now and everything is going great, but she's got these things and she's like, so, and we should say for anybody who hasn't seen the originals, please go back and watch the originals, but they all, the veil obviously brought love and they all are married now and they're all living these things, but there's new challenges. And so when you brought that up though, my immediate thing and, and Logan noticed it right away. Isn't it funny that it's inspiration is the title of hers. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it, it, because it's so fitting. Uh, Did you have any kind of because it, it seems very much relevant to how your life is going right now? Not yeah. having to change, you plan everything out, not having to worry about the future, just go with the flow, kind of a thing. I read the description and I'm like, that's very much the journey that she's on. That's very much what she's trying to do. And I was like, did she have something to do with that storyline a little bit, maybe? <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like this is all divinely orchestrated. Like the. the <laughs> But it's not just this. If I look back through my career so often, I'm like, oh my gosh, there was a message in that movie for me. There was a message in that character. This character was teaching me how to do this that I would need like two months later. Like it's really... I've definitely had moments of like, you know, cosmic, like, what? Like, how are you doing this? Um, So yeah, this has been very much my journey of, of... learning how not to be so attached to a fixed future mm. um, because because I re- very much was and and was you know made a, was able to make a lot of things happen in my life that were what I was hoping for and aiming for and then it was like everything in my life went in a different direction and that ended up being the best thing that could have ever possibly happened to me because it brought me back home to myself and yeah. that's the journey that that Emma's on in this of being like, hold on, that might have been what you wanted. She's got a five year plan that she's kept her whole life and she adds things every five years. And this is what I'm going to do next. And then she just, you know, goes down the list, like checking off the boxes. And <laughs> you can actually miss a lot of your life that way oh, because, yeah. you know, spirits providing you with something that's actually even better than your original plan. It's a good you know, blueprint, you have to, what is, I have a teacher that says something like, you know, if you want to go to New York, you have to, um, first of all, you have to know where you are, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that's one of the things people miss in their, in their planning. It's like, let me take stock of where I'm at right now, not in a place of, cause also some of us don't want to look at it cause we we feel we're going to judge ourselves mm. or we're going to feel sad. We're like, Oh, this isn't where I, where I thought I should be. Or this isn't where my parents thought I should be or all of those thoughts come up. But like, really you have to just be like, okay, let me just be neutral about all of this. Where am I at? What's working? How am I feeling? And um, Emma's learning how to, not just keep keep a tight grip on what comes next, but just to be open to maybe the me of right now is different than the me of five years ago because of the things that happened in between. And maybe right. the me of right now has different wants. But you know what's really interesting? And I, there's a great scene in the movie that I, that I got to play this. Um, in that, there is grief in mm. that of letting go of the you that you were and the you that you thought you wanted to become, even if the new version of you is even better and truer to who you are, there's still this grief process that a lot of people miss. And um, are, there's a beautiful scene in it where I really got to bring that into it, which I was grateful for. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And, and maybe sometimes that's the reason why people don't go to the new version, the new me, is because they're terrified of letting go of what they thought they should be, right? I think you can talk to this because you and Emily about to get married and do the whole kind of a the big journey and all this kind of stuff. It's but I and I think you guys have been going through it and and I've been trying to like pass along and, and kind of all these different things about like there's so much expectation about you need to get married by this age. You need to have a baby by this age or a house by this age. And I keep trying to pass along my old guy wisdom, because you called me old earlier, that no you don't. 
There is no date that you have to do anything. It's just live life. And when it happens, it happens. And maybe it's not supposed to be that way. And maybe it'll be something else. And like, that's all okay. I think to learn to let go of expectations, society's expectations, or even in sometimes mom and dad's expectations about you should be this or your career should have been that or it's okay. I mean, I think that, right? Like talk about that because I know you guys are kind of working through that right now, getting ready for marriage and stuff. Well, I think the biggest thing is you know the transition into adulthood from coming from being in school and being under the same roof uh parental guidance wise and then going to school you still feel like you're a kid but then the responsibility of paying bills and being interactive with coworkers and having to make sure that things are you have due dates for things that <laughs> and if you don't get these due dates then it's just it's just a lot to take on all at once so i mean i think it's a very good aspect to try to bring those things on gradually you know like maybe when you get especially when you're still in high school, maybe when you get your first job, maybe start paying a little bit of bills and things like that, starting to work your way up to that responsibility. But I think when, you know, you get all of it dropped on you at once, you feel like, okay, we got to hit the ground running. Like, so that's, I think that's my mind frame to where you got to start thinking like this and you got to have this done by this and all of that stuff. But yeah, coming from y'all's perspective, especially people who have gone through much more things that than we have yet. Um, I think it's very important to, you know, step back and see where y'all are coming from, see where you have been and to know your guys's timelines too. I think that's very important to know when y'all did what you did and to where you realize that, Hey, we didn't need to do that so quick or we could have done that a little faster or things like that. So I think it's all learning experience and learning from each other. I think the conversation is very important. So I, I just love having conversations with both of you. You're both amazing. <laughs> well, I love what I love what you were just speaking to about that transition from being at home with your parents to being out on your own and how there isn't actually a lot of support Mm-mm. in that in that area. There's some good podcasts about this. And I think there's a book called quarter life mm-hmm. um, that I think is about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's, if I find the podcast, I'll send it to you. There was a really good one that I listened to about exactly this, about how <laughs> so often in childhood, like the parents are hovering and helicoptering and trying to like, make sure you do the right thing and get in the right school and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you get in the right school or you leave home and it's like, hands <laughs> off. And hands hands off yeah. 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 The actual, where did everyone go? Yeah. <laughs> like, on a cruise. Bye. Literally. Um, this is not my parents, by the way, but <laughs> this is what, what a lot of us deal with. And um, yeah, it's that's it's such an intense period of time. The short film that I directed was actually a lot about this, about um, a group of kids who were just about to leave college and sort of the feeling of staring into the abyss that right. they were all experiencing of like, uh, okay. I thought I would feel different. I basically thought I would be a grown up by right. this point. Why don't I feel like a grown up? Right. <laughs> and, exactly. And how scary that is. Um, and how sometimes that the people that were with you that you thought were going to be with you on that journey might not be. Cause there was a couple there that were like, Oh, they're no, they're going to be. And then maybe they're not going to be And they're like, wait, what? You're not going to be on this with me. So yeah, that's terrifying. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about with Emma and these movies and everything that, that, that's another thing that plays into them, right? Like it, everything doesn't happen on on a time frame that is what you expect it to be. Sometimes that grieving process takes much longer. Sometimes that forgiveness takes much longer. Sometimes yeah. being okay with your own self and being okay, this is me now, that takes longer to accept than what your time frame is, right? So I think that yeah. heavily plays into it too. And I like that Again, it goes back to what we were talking about, how Hallmark is doing such a good job of, of emulating real life now, that there is a grief to saying goodbye to who you thought you were and hello to who you are. And because mm-hmm. that's not an always an easy thing to do. And I guarantee right. by showing that scene and incorporating that into the story, there are going to be people who connect to that and go, that's me. That's what I went through. That's how. And 
That's what makes these movies successful beyond the awesome crews, behind the great writing, behind the phenomenal performances, right? It's the connectability. Can people connect to these characters in a way that makes them feel like they're a part of it? I've been there. I've done that. I know somebody here. I know somebody there. And that's why these movies are also so successful is because you guys are able to connect with so many people and help them get through things. Maybe they thought they were going through alone, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate that they've started allowing more of that into these movies, you know, where people have uh, sisters that are passing and uh, they've lost their husband or because these are this is life. This is what people are really dealing with and going through. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are just, uh, it's amazing. Uh, and it's its also amazing that you have found a home where you can do that, where you can tell these stories and be a part of what matters to people and touches people. Um, because that is important. As artists, I feel like that's what we do, why we do what we do. If we, if we can move somebody or touch somebody in just the simplest of ways, put a smile on their face or let them know that everything's okay by something simple that we do, then that's what it's worth every bit of all the struggle and the hard work and the pain and stuff to get to where we're getting. If we can change one person's life as simple as, you know, a sentence that we say in a movie or something that we write on yep. a page, right? Like yep. it, it is that it's literally one person. If this reaches one person, good. Yeah. Doing good. Yeah. Yep. Well, you do that every day. I'm just going to say, uh, you, you do that every day. And I think that anybody who follows you and reads the comments and all the kind of stuff, they see that's you. And why we were talking about, oh, it's fitting that it's inspiration because you are extremely inspirational. I feel like, you, you know, you share so much of your vulnerability and your journey with everybody, which, by the way, is not an easy thing to do, to put yourself out there and go, look, I'm a flawed individual and I go through things and I'm not this or that. But by you doing that, you have touched so many people's lives and inspired so many people to either start their journeys or complete their journeys or or realize that it's okay to not be who they are or where they are or what they're doing. So thank you for for doing that. And 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 because I feel like it's it's a process in itself realizing that you're that you're flawed and that you have vulnerability right. and that you have things. But then right. to sh- put it out there to the world that's even more terrifying. You know, I'm yeah. still trying to figure it all out, but I'm going to throw it out there for everybody else too and watch me but figure it out. I think this is what we need. This is the healing of the world that we need. And the people that I'm inspired by do that way more than I do. And so <laughs> I still feel like sometimes like I have way further to go on that journey. I see somebody like Glennon Doyle, for example, who I'm just like, she is so, uh, so exquisitely herself and sharing every bit of her journey. And being an advocate and an activist. And, um, I feel like I, she's one of my idols that I look up. I'm like, I want to be more like that because I feel like so many of us, like all, all of this negativity in the world is coming from the, the way that we're closed, right? I'm closed. Cause I don't feel good enough. I'm closed because I'm afraid I'm closed because I don't feel perfect. And it's like, the more people are like me, neither, me, neither, or me too. I'm experiencing this too. The more it allows us to open up because we need way more connectivity and way more love in this world. And you can't do that when you're closed. And so I, I guess I just, I don't know. I'm, I think my journey has been, I very much started in this as like trying to present a perfect front because because of that, you know, you're afraid of judgment and you're like, oh, I have to blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of us come out of childhood like that. I have to be perfect. I have to present this way. And then I realized like you end up painting yourself into a little tiny box. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was. And um, and I don't think it's serving. It certainly wasn't serving me and I don't think it's serving anybody else. Most definitely. And yeah, while you were saying that, I was like, yeah, when you're growing up, you, you want to present a certain narrative about yourself, whether you get inspiration from a movie, a different person in your life, and you want to come across as that person or what would that person do? And sometimes that's just so overwhelming to the sense to where you've done that for so long and then you become adult and then you try to figure out who you are and then it all sometimes comes crashing down and it's just yeah it's a lot to put on yourself rather than you know try to be someone else 
just it's better to f- try to figure out who you are and keep learning about yourself because I think that's so important too because there's so many different aspects and different things in life and in the world that we can keep learning about and um, you you just got to keep learning and just trying to become yourself and feel good about yourself. I think that's very important. Yeah, and that requires like Dustin was saying like a lot of forgiveness, self-forgiveness. Most yeah. definitely. And like that's one of the main things that I – do with my kids that it's like that I'm like this in this way I'm doing doing good like I I'm not a perfect mother but in this one thing I'm doing good which is like when I make a mistake I'm like I'm sorry I that was not good right like that's not how I want to show up that's not how I want to do that but in doing that I'm demonstrating to them how to apologize and how to move on from it Mm -hmm. that it's okay to make mistakes like oh man and they it's awesome when they just do it on their own. They'll come mm. and they'll be like, "Oh, sorry, I yelled at you because of blah blah blah." Right. And because you're also, they're also becoming self-reflective. Then, like, "Oh, why? That's not who I want to be in the world. So why was I showing up that way?" Oh, okay, it's because of this. And then knowing that they're not going to have that held against them. Mm. They're not going to be like, because that's the other thing. A lot of us have had people in our lives who are like, "You that one time you did that one thing ten years ago." Yeah. Right? So then we become we're like, I don't. Wanna, tell anything when instead you're just kind of like oh yeah i see i see why you did that or i see why i did that no problem right i'm human you're human we're all we're doing the best we can this is not easy and um having grace with the people around us and with ourselves is so important oh my gosh yeah you, you know it's funny that you brought that up because i think we've all done that at some point <clears throat> excuse me held something against somebody oh yeah inadvertently right you don't mean to but you do for whatever reason, you're harboring some sort of anger or some sort of whatever, and you're you, it's there and there and there and there. And I think sometimes you don't realize what that's doing to other people, not just the person you're directing that to, but the other people as well that are around that. And um, I had to learn that. Had to learn that, hey, I'm, I'm taking this out on such and such, but what am I doing to this person and this person and this person by doing that? Is this the right thing to do? And then, like you said, being able to say, I'm sorry. That was a mistake. I shouldn't have been doing this. Don't do that, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing that you can do as a parent because that moment when you see your child, like you were just saying, do the right thing, say the right thing, be in the moment, you realize, oh, maybe I did do something right right there. Maybe yeah. they did learn something, right? Yeah. Like, maybe I didn't fuck this kid up as bad as I thought I did, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're going to be okay. <laughs> so, um, and I, I had to do a lot great. of that, you know, when you, when you're a parent, especially when you go through a divorce and there's a, there's two families and there's two things and you, you start to doubt yourself. Did I do everything right? Are they learning good things or bad things or, you know, so when you see, and in my case, you know, an adult child that's starting her life and everything and you see she's okay, then yeah, you go, okay, maybe I did better than I thought. Maybe we're okay. Um, so that's so important to be able to, you know, talk about that and, and share that kind of stuff because yeah. Yeah. I think it's very interesting because y'all are speaking on it from a parent perspective, but from a child perspective, I think it's so important for a parent just to take ownership. I think if you start from the get go with ownership, just recognize your own flaws and tell them about your flaws. I think that will help them go a very long way in the long run to, you know, do that about themselves and to open up the door for conversations and different things like that. So I think that's that's the gap right there to try to figure it out yeah. and to move forward. So I think that's very important. Mm. Yeah, it's like we we all need to be given a permission slip that just says like permission to be human. Exactly. That's it. Like I feel like that would make life a lot easier. The things <laughs> you're struggling, someone just walks by, they pass it to you, here you go. Yeah. We yeah. get it. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> See that this is all playing into your next writing gig. Like I feel like you should just like take all of this and make one hell of a movie or one hell of a you know, cuz I just I think you know, we do need more stories like this. We do need more things that are out there. I Don't get me wrong. I love all the superhero films. I love all the kind of – I'm all in for all the action adventure too. But story-driven drama 
that's real life, what's really happening. I feel like we need that. We need more of that because people do yeah. need to see themselves in in things to, to be able to know. Because we talk about it all the time. We feel like the most the best way to make people talk about uncomfortable things comfortably is through art, right? Like it's much easier to watch a film and talk about what you just watched than to just talk about that uncomfortable subject, right? Like to yeah. just bring it up and talk about it. So if we can use our platforms through as artists to make things more comfortable to talk about, I mean, I think that's a great thing to do in the world. Yeah, that's a great perspective to have. Yep. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. And I mean, that's what we're trying to do in uh, 2023 as well, because us being artists and us being able to share our voices with the podcast, I think our form of therapy that is free is this new <laughs> podcast that we'll be doing, Everything's Okay, where we'll just be talking about experiences and different things like that, that I think it's going to be soothing to ourselves and let everyone else know, oh, someone else also went through that, you know, that, and we got through yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's what it's all about. And it's gonna be it's gonna be, I don't know. It, I, I'm a little scared about it because it is gonna be opening up vulnerability that I've never opened up before. I'm gonna be talking about stuff that I haven't ever talked about publicly with with things sharing like you know things that I went through after my brother's death, things that like, you know, that I've never publicly said to anybody, but I'm just going to put it out there for the world and and go, you know what? And, and I, and, and I know Logan is planning to do the same type things, things that we've experienced that we've gone through that we know we can help people with by just sharing, Hey, we, us too, we went through this too. You know, we're, you know, we have these personas, I'm the mouth and I'm always talking and I'm happy and I, but there's been a lot of pain there in my life and a lot of different things. And I want people to know that sometimes that persona isn't real, isn't the person that you see that there's, uh, there's other things there. And so we, yeah, we're excited about this. This whole thing was about the wedding veil and Hallmark and all this juicy stuff. And then it got real deep (laughs) because it's like, you should totally be a guest on the other (laughs) podcast. We're going to do it too. Oh, (laughs) this is a mixed one. We'll drop this on both podcasts. It'll be great. Exactly. (laughs) I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, they, we always were grown up with, you got to man up, you can't show your emotions and things like that. So I'm really excited because Both of us are really bad about talking about our emotions. Like we both just kind of seclude ourselves. So I think this is going to be really eye-opening for us personally and to grow us closer as individuals and friends. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yes. I think just as men, it's going to be great for other men to hear men talking about these things. I think, you know, like you said, like you guys haven't had a lot of spaces to do that. Um, and so men who are doing that, I'm always really, really impressed with you guys. Justin Baldoni has a book called boys will be human. Mm. You guys have, have seen that, but he's doing similar work in, in creating spaces for men to be vulnerable in the world and to learn to talk about your experiences so that it can become normalized and it doesn't then become, you know, this, this thing that, that everyone's forced to hold on to and just creating more and more pain in the world. So I'm so inspired and excited for this podcast. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, seriously, we will have to have you on because you you are a part of the journey, you know, indirectly for Logan, poor Logan. It's like, (laughs) you you should see what Autumn said today, or you should see what I I just run and tell him. It's like, oh my gosh, this, 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 this. And it's so funny. You've dropped like three books already. And my, 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 my bookshelf is like expanded rapidly (laughs) because of book suggestions that you give but uh it's so funny but um but yeah i mean uh, to bring it all back full circle kind of a stuff um you have why we always love having you on the show not just to talk about your projects and all the incredible stuff you do as an artist and everything but because of the incredible person that you are and how you do inspire people and you inspire us and and you you know it's just i think above anything else it's the reason we enjoy talking to you so much because of the person that you are um we're all on similar journeys i feel the same uh, the same about you it's been so inspiring to watch you just like (laughs) explode it's just awesome well you started that i keep telling you that you never take credit but my journey (laughs) didn't even start until you so (laughs) you launched to that whole bad boy so you know if i crash and burn or if i'm a huge success that's (laughs) it 
no, no, I'm just kidding. If I crash a bird, that's not you. <laughs> but, but so thank you though. And thank you for staying and thank you for following along and being a part of it all. Because I don't know if I, if I would have continued the journey, if you weren't so invested or if I wasn't so willing to pass along things that I'm learning and everything. Cause I feel, I get really excited. I see, you know, and I see you get excited about things and then I get excited about things and I'm like, then I get excited <laughs> to tell other people about things. And it's just an amazing journey. And, and yeah, the whole film stuff and like, I, I, we would have never dreamed that we would have done a film, that we would have directed a film. It was a lifelong thing that I thought had long passed by. And yet here we are and we did it and we're working on our next one, a feature length one. And we've got the television series we're doing and, and, and developing and getting ready to pitch. And like, it's just, it's things that we never thought that we would do, but because we've become better humans and learning to know who we are, now we're able to do these other things that we didn't think we could ever do because right. maybe those old people couldn't do it, but these new people can. And so I think that's right. all part of it, right? Yep. It's it's really crazy because you can have these, and this is just a, the strong message I think that is coming from all three of us for, for everyone listening is that like the, the external expands when you go in. Mm. When you're willing to look within and do the work and feel the hard things and look at the hard things and forgive yourself and love yourself and all of those things, you go in to go out too. That that you get this beautiful expansion on the outside when you're willing to go in. Mm-hmm. Deep, so good. Deep. So yeah, I think that that's... <laughs> you thought you were just going to be talking about Hallmark. Movies. That's right. That's right. You should write a book. You keep bringing up all these books. You should write a book. Seriously, I, I think your journey and your story would be an amazing book. I'd buy it. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. One day. You never know. Keep going with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you didn't think you'd ever write. You didn't produce direct, mm-hmm. but there you did all that stuff. So who says you can't write a book, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> first, exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but we just can't thank you enough for coming back on and just giving us this experience because I feel like every time talking to you is just another experience that will take us further and further into life and opening up different possibilities and just thank you. You're amazing. I always love coming in and talking with you guys. You ask good questions, you've done <laughs> research, you care about me. It's just, it's such a, such a pleasure, really, truly. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, and open invite, always. And always. I can't tell, if we could ask one more time when you're coming back on for the book club, yeah. <laughs> they, they love your book <laughs> suggestions. That oh went over God. so well. It was like, it's, it was crazy. It's like, okay, we get it. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> But um, yeah, seriously, anytime you want to come on and talk about anything, and, and for sure we're going to have you on on the other podcast because I think you could just share so much, and I think that conversation yeah. would be so good. And so for everybody that was listening that tuned in and wants to know, The Wedding Veil, the second trilogy, the first one drops tonight, Autumn's, yours drops next week, the 14th, and then the last is the 21st. Uh, super excited. I, I would say best of luck with it, but I have no doubt they are going to be as massively successful as the first trilogy. We might get nine of these things i'm predicting we're gonna get nine of these and we're gonna get three more after this one but uh we're excited and and i'm excited to watch the first one tonight and we can't wait to see yours and just continued success with everything that you're trying to do and every on your journey personally and professionally i can't wait to see you direct your first feature film or direct another play that we loved that oh my gosh when we came and saw your directorial debut in new york fantastic um just yeah so much just continued success Thank you. And to you guys as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you. you. (laughs) All right. Now go, now go get feeling better. (laughs) Feel bad. She's going to be horrible tomorrow. It's going to be our fault. Like, Oh, sorry. It was worth it. Oh, we appreciate you. Well, listen, take care and we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Oh man. Oh man. It's always a pleasure. Oh my goodness. And it always gets so deep. It starts off like, let's talk about Hallmark and then it just gets life. Yeah. Right. And, and, but that's the best part about her is we're able to just talk about life and all the fun stuff and cool stuff that we do. So, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Every single time, uh, third, fourth time, third, fourth, 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 fourth time, including the top five. So yeah, man, rocking and rolling. She's absolutely amazing. Be sure to check out the new wedding bell trilogy and the old one as well (laughs) yeah yeah, you want to catch up before you jump into this one exactly exactly thank you again miss autumn reeser for coming on the show